Welcome to a special edition, Best of List. We have our awesomely funny, cool, rad, bodacious. Bodacious. Buddy. I like it. Bodacious. Ron Swallowback from uh, NerdGoat and NerdBot. Um, he's going to help us count down some of our favorite dragons. So usually if you watch the list before, it's kind of one media. But since we both realized that dragons have been around for God knows how long, we're going to switch up a little bit. Um, we usually don't do literature, but we notice that there's a lot of dragons from books or at least stories that probably deserve some screen time. Yeah. So without further ado, we're going to pass it over to our buddy now, and he's going to start us off with our list of our favorite dragons from some sort of literature or story. Take it away. All right, so I'm going to start this off with how I started reading fantasy novels. Okay. When I was, when I was a kid, I would get grounded from time to time uh, from doing <gasps> horrible things. And the one thing I was allowed to do when I wasn't grounded, uh, when I was grounded, uh, was read books. So if I was grounded, I could read whatever books I wanted in the house. Uh, and the ones that we had were uh, Dragon Riders of Purr. It's uh, by Anne McCaffrey. Uh, basically, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. now you recognize the name. Yeah. yeah. Basically, there are these dragons on a different planet. There's these things called threads that every certain amount of years come down and basically burn every living thing. Um, but the dragons can fight them off. They have like uh, a breath and uh, a bunch of other psychic abilities that are super cool. So like, for instance, uh, they can go in between and sort of, of, uh, of transport themselves or teleport from one spot to another spot, and uh, they can go through time a little bit. Uh, so That's pretty cool. So it's yeah. kind of like uh, Doctor Who meets dragons. Sort of, yeah. Um, the thing about the dragons is they go in this place called the Void, which is super cold, which kills the threads. So like if they have some threads that are like going inside of them or whatever, it kills the threads, but they're only in there for like eight seconds or something like that, depending on how far they're jumping and stuff like that. But if you decide to go through time for a long time, well, now you're in freezing void of space for a really long time. And while there's still oxygen and all that stuff, uh, you, you're not, you're not comfortable. So it's not like they can just, not like they can just time travel a thousand years behind and everything's cool. You know what I mean? So there's that. Uh, that's... Yeah. But uh, they, they're cool because they also bond with people. So who, whatever person feeds them or whatever being feeds them first they telepathically bond with them huh. uh, yeah it's pretty cool and they can talk right. to e talk to each other and stuff too um there you go so that's basically it for dragon riders of pern uh and then another one i was going to mention that isn't on your list uh is uh the uh, dragons in aragon um uh, yes i think a lot of people probably remember uh those those novels um i forgot how many there were uh, three or four. He, I think he had four. Four? Okay. Four novels. Um, and it's crazy, too, because I think he was like a 15-year-old kid writing a book. It was pretty impressive. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Okay. I, mean, I, young... I, I guess I shouldn't be too shocked, but I guess it's kind of weird at the same time. Like, you know, somebody that age is becoming I mean, a novel. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote a pretty good book for being 15, and he just kept betting, getting better. So by the fourth book, they're like really, really solid books. Um, and, you know, if it, if it works, it works, right? Yeah. And his dragon, Sephira, 
is a blue female dragon. It's another one of those situations where they like bond and they always have these kind of special powers and stuff. And uh, that one is just like a pretty dragon. And um, there basically are no other dragons for a while. And she's one of the first ones that's reborn. So it oh, kind of okay. like, it's kind of like a big deal because the big dragon that, and the guy who was in charge of them, uh, in charge of that dragon killed all the other ones and is kind of an asshole to everybody. So these guys fight her off, fight them, fight them off eventually. Yeah, all right, all right, cool. Well, there you go. You, you got to have that one, you know, dick in the book. That's just kind of like, you know, or else it wouldn't be a good book, right? Yeah, exactly. So those were the two I had that were a little bit different than yours. Okay, cool. Well, that's a good start. And yeah, it's actually, it's important to put out that even though what's funny, it's fandom as a whole, I think has been around for a while. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize that fandom is not just visual media. Um, You know, comic books, of course, regular books, um, even gaming. I mean, I know you do a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, which is in by itself its own fandom. I don't know if you remember, they made some really bad TV movies just because they could, you know, yes, just I do because, hey, if it's there, it's there, right? Um, so I think it's actually, it's actually important that we start off doing some non-visual because while the majority of what we're going to talk about is probably more popular, yeah, there was a lot of people back, you know, back in the day, like you said, when, you know, we were younger, you know, when we were, we got in trouble or we, we weren't allowed to watch TV, we really could only read a book or, you know, read the paper or whatever. It's not, we're not that old, but you know what I mean. Um, so, um, so yeah. So, I mean, it is important to kind of look into the fact that, that books were the original fandom. And if you take something like Marvel and DC, you wouldn't really have the visual if you didn't have the comic books. So, yeah. in a sense, all the characters we love aren't, you know, we wouldn't have them if we didn't have these these words on the page, I guess. Yeah, so, absolutely. And especially somebody like Anne McCaffrey, I've actually heard people say that because of her, a lot of these dragon, you know, movies, the visual comes from a lot of these old books. So, yeah. like, when you read her books, or, or even like Aragon, you read these books, and you will get into it when we do these other ones, you'll notice that a lot of these visual, you have to have a good... Uh, author to make these things come to life. They don't just, it's not just some dude with a thing of clay going, oh, look, I just made a dragon. You know, you yeah. got to have like some oomph behind it. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I guess uh, the first dragons were drawn in like, you know, hieroglyphics and stuff of, and, and Greek mythology and some. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, I mean, you got like a, a Hercules. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. What the, the Hydra. The Hydra, for instance. It was like, yeah. I think, I, 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 it's not a dragon, yeah, dragon thing, but I think, but. exactly, yeah, it was, it was described as similar enough that that was the first dragon, I guess. Exactly. Um, and I watch, you know, I'm a, I'm a nerd for ancient aliens, so I watch a lot of ancient aliens on the History Channel. No, no. And there's a lot, uh, hey, 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 hey. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of episodes where they talk about, like, hieroglyphics and stuff, and if you look at a lot of old writings, a lot of the gods, a lot of the creatures were giant winged creatures that could either blow fire or they could, you know, some, some, I, you know, they had some, some powers that if you think about it, present day resembles what we think of a dragon. So there's a lot that goes into these fandoms and, and funny enough, I mean, I thought of this topic and I was like, 
you know, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to find some stuff. And I realize there's a lot more to this dragon thing than we thought. Absolutely. So, um, all right. So without further ado, so we're going to, so we did the literature a little bit. Now we're going to go into media, whether it's TV or movies. Now keep in mind, there's no right or wrong to why we put them in this order. It's just kind of like our 10 preferred that's probably a safe way to put it. That's why I call these the best of, because it's not a, you know, it's not 10, it's not 11. It could be whatever. Yeah. Um, and coming in the first one, we're going to go kind of old school, actually, because it was a book before it was a movie. Yeah. We're going to go with Smog uh, yes. from The Hobbit. Now, just like Anne McCaffrey and Aragon, um, The Hobbit with J.R.L. Tolkien, who I know there's so many people who love and hate that guy. I personally can't stand the books. Oh, the interesting. We're a little bit long, but I do understand the the interest, if that makes sense. Well, uh, The Hobbit is actually a very short, quick read, and everybody should read it. it yes, uh, it yes. The Hob- yeah. Of the books to read, The Hobbit is the tightest, quickest read that you can do. The other ones, I will admit to you, I understand that sometimes people don't enjoy 45 pages of guys walking through the forest and stuff and talking to deers or whatever other stuff that they do. I get it. I personally love that type of shit, but I get it. I get it. And it's probably why you also didn't like the movies because there was like 45 minutes of them walking through the forest. Well, you know, it's funny because for some reason, like stars or whatever, they always show the same one. It's always, I think, Return of the King. Like that's the one they only show for some reason. That's the fast paced one. That's why. Well, yeah. But even still, though, it's like there's there's portions and portions of just like, oh, my God, take my eyeballs out. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, just go do what you have to do. So but yeah, so The Hobbit is one of the smaller books. So, yeah, like he said, check it out. So what do you think makes Smog so entertaining as far as an old school dragon? Because he's definitely more of a myth than a yes cartoon. Well, he also has that, uh, well, first off, he loves gold and treasure. That's one of the ancient myths of, of dragons. They love gold and treasure. They're going to hang out in it. Um, but also, he talks, uh, which I think adds more, I don't know, uh, personality, I guess, to, to the dragon. So, you know, um, and he's, uh, you know, a giant scary dragon that uh, kills people and stuff. So, you know. Well, I'm glad you brought up the talking point, because as we go through, we're going to see some that do and some that don't, and we're going to decide if whether or not talking is always a good thing, because there are a few on the list that probably should shut up and never speak again. If but, you're talking um, shit about what I think you're talking shit about, we're about <laughs> to have some motherfucking words. Go on. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, all right, so before I die, um, all right, so we're going to go from actually a talking to a non-talking one, yep. and this one took me a while to get into the franchise, to be honest with you. My girlfriend loves it. Um, a lot of people love this franchise. It's probably I, it, uh, DreamWorks. I was going to say Pixar, but it's DreamWorks. One of DreamWorks' better franchise, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't figured it out, we're talking toothless. Yeah. Um, the misunderstood, kind of deformed Weird ass looking black dragon. That Weird ass up- looking. You watch your mouth, sir. <laughs> don't you insult toothless? We don't need to hear about your hate of dragons, dragon hater. <laughs> Hold on, it's getting dark in here. 
All right, there we go. Um, my, my hatred of dragons, yes. Um, no, hey, if I could have anything from mythology, I'd want to have a dragon. I mean, come on, you know? All right. It would, it would burn everything. You, you kill your friends, and you get to get go you know, wherever you want via flying. Um, okay, so, so toothless. So, so where smog was kind of ferocious, large, cruel, toothless is the opposite. Do you think that's what makes toothless such a fun character because he's so goofy or do you think it's well i think that i think that it's an allegory towards anybody who's misunderstood you know what i mean like you know which many kids movies do that i mean you know it's a kid thing right yeah well i mean how many kids have grown up like feeling like you know that people don't get them or are not like them or whatever just because of what they look like or what they seem to be like how many big kids did you know that were just nice dudes but they were giants. So people were like, oh, look at this giant guy. You know what I mean? True. So, so like, you know, it, it seemed that dragons would like eat their people and they would because it turns out that they were like being, you know, controlled by somebody else or whatever. And so, right, uh, right. yeah. And so f- for the most part, if you learned how to talk to them, uh, oh, it turns out that you could actually be friends with dragons. You know what I mean? Like, but that's cool. I like, and I like that take. I like the take where you're not like, scared of the dragons because they're going to, you know, destroy everything. So that's true. That's true. We got a couple on here that I think you'll agree with on that point too. But um, I mean, I definitely, now I don't, I didn't see the third one yet, but I know that Toothless kind of finds his, his mate and they kind of find the, you know, the opposite version of him. Do you think there's something to that too? Like, do you think, is it too cringy? Is it too like, okay, I knew that was going to happen. Or do you think it's kind of cute that they, they kill his arc because you got to have a happy ending in a kid's movie. Look, I am a cheesy guy. Uh, give me that cheesy romance, please. Just throw it in there. I'm fine. All right. All right. And you, you saw it already, correct? You said? Yeah. So, and so you, it was, a, was it a good finale for the... I thought it was great. Yeah? yeah. All right, guys. So if you guys haven't seen it, you've heard it here. Uh, go, I know it's already on digital, so if you guys don't want to see it in theaters, go pick up a copy off of... Uh, well, pretty much anywhere you can buy digital. So yeah. there you go. Shout out to iTunes for your promotion right there. I, I, You're iTunes. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, um, you know, okay. they're going to get the they're going to get the altered universe bump. There you go. See, I'm on them. I bump them. They bump me. We're all yes. happy, you know. Beautiful. It's beautiful. There you go. All right, so moving on and this is this I had to put this one on just for the hell of it because I know it's not a remem- memorable one, but it is at the same time um it's also probably the worst name for a dragon because it's literally like the the you know whatever word for it it's draco from the Dragonheart series but actually just the first one um so if you guys don't know it's kind of an older franchise it was even older for me i'm 33 so it's a little older than me um basically i think it was dennis quaid works with Draco, voiced by none other than Sean Connery, which I'll get into in a second. Um, And basically, in order to make Dennis Quaid look like a good dragon slayer, he pretends to kill Draco over and over again to basically win over the the good or the, the whatever of the people and, you know, make money and do whatever. Of course, as anything happens, stuff goes on and blah, blah, blah. But it's one of those movies where it's, not the greatest, but if you want something kind of lighthearted but live action-ish, I would check it out. So I'm gonna say. So what I'm gonna ask you first on this one 
because we were talking about talking dragons and smog. And again, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch did smog, which I think made all the difference because I love that guy. Anything he does, it just literally turns to gold. Um, Sean Connery, probably one of the best actors in the world, was kind of a smart ass when he played the dragon, which I think was on purpose, right? Yeah. But what, what, do you, what do you think about that type of, because it was kind of adult humor, but it was made for kids. Well, actually, okay. Now I realize that you're talking about this, and you're correct. It's terrible. It's it's real bad. So you remember, okay, so you remember what I'm talking. About. So, so do you, do you think you know? Do you think any other voice would have made a difference, or do you think it was kind of no. funny that they made it like this English famous person to play this like smartass dragon who basically makes fun of Dennis Quaid the entire time? Yeah, no, I don't think that. I don't think it would have made a difference who the voice was. Oh, so you think it would have been bad either way? Yeah. Yeah, there was nothing. Oh, okay. I mean, what are you gonna do, Arnie? Ah, ah, I'm gonna breathe fire. <laughs> I'm gonna do it now. I'm gonna breathe the fire and take it to the I chopper. Mean, but I'm I mean, the chopper. I'm the chopper. I don't think. I think. <laughs> I mean, you're right. It was a bad movie. I think the only reason why I enjoyed it was because it was him, his voice. It could be. I, I just I don't know I just had to put him on there because he's he's like he's the epitome of dragon if there is one like if you watch any other dragon movie that's what it looks like yeah. you know what I mean all right fair enough you know all right so we're gonna move from there all the way across the ocean to another country altogether and I'm actually putting this on for a reason because it just got another uh, another episode of it came out in the movie theaters one of the Godzilla creatures Ghidorah which is the three-headed dragon, one of the, oh, let me be correct, the kaiju. Kaiju. You know, the kaiju. Um, it looks like so a dragon. You can make an argument for being a dragon. It's a, he's a dragon, but if you want to be correct, you know, in that Godzilla universe, they're all kaiju, which I don't remember what the word means, but I think it's some monster. sort of dragon. Huh? It means monster. Oh, okay, okay, that's what I figured. All right, so... I put it on because there's been so many Godzilla remakes. There's a bunch coming out. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're bringing it back, right? Yeah. This is definitely old school. I mean, you know, you, you talk Hobbit in the book. That's old, right? But, like, Godzilla was, like, black and white, 50s and, like, 40s even. So, I, it's a hard question to ask. I guess using Anne McCaffrey in a way, what do you think – what, what, you know, how do you think these old school dragons still to this day hold such a place in people's heart? I mean, if you look at the old Godzilla, it's all like puppets, right? Yeah. Um, well, and so guys, it, it's not even man. It's not even puppets. It's dudes in suits. It's dudes in suits. There you go. All right. So, yeah. like, what, how, what, what does Japan have that makes it such a... It was uh, fun, uh, man. It was cheesy and fun. It, you send out the Mazer cannons... And Godzilla blows him away. You think you're going to fight him off. But really, it turns out he's helping you out because there's some other monster that's going to cause havoc. So Godzilla fights him. Yes. And, and that's the whole point. I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's, a fun, it's a fun series if you don't uh, try to look too deep. Yes. So it's literally what, like, fantasy should be if you just want to have fun. Like, this is what sci-fi fantasy should be. Look, man, right? fantasy is fun. And it is deep, so you watch your mouth, sir. It's not about dragons firing fire at each other. It's also about the human element, <laughs> the power of change, and the power of the underdog, and the other bazillion things that they do. So I, I feel like I'm striking many nerves on this one with you right now. 
Well, sci-fi, is a, sci-fi and fantasy are, are great ways to talk about serious subjects while using uh, metaphor. So, you know, like talk about racism by using elves and dwarves and et cetera, et cetera, right. and having them be these stereotypes and then talking about how it's not true and right. make it all different. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, it's, it can be a great thing. And it also usually talks about um, uh, the things I like about comic books as well, which is, you know, uh, morals is like, you know, being, being sure you may make mistakes, but if, if you, if you focus on being a good person and push to that point of view and then stand up for others, you're doing the right thing. That's why I like fantasy books so much. I know it's off topic, but that's kind of what I like about that stuff. I was going to say that, that is a fair rant off topic. I will accept that wholeheartedly. That is fine. But actually, actually, funny enough, that kind of works out because the next one we're going to go over, and I don't know, I think you watched the show more than I did. Yeah, uh, I, I watched it all. You watched it all. But I've heard that there's a lot of kind of metaphorical, a lot of like illusion and stuff. So I'm going to let you take over this one all together because you know more. Um, the, the, the dragons in this show, and, if you, and, and I'll let him spoil the name, but the dragons of this show, aren't they more than just dragons? Weren't they kind of meaning in other terms as well didn't they kind of stand for something in a way um, mm. i mean i i've read different different sides like some people say they did some they, they didn't but i know that that the show overall had a lot of allusion to it and they kind of like you just said about the different aspects of life they tried to bring it together and using dragons was just one way they did it and i think it had something to do with um you know massive weapons like okay all right so if you guys haven't figured it out we're talking about uh drogon uh, there you go. Thrones. all right so um, give us your give us your explanation of him because i know you know much more about him than i do well uh he is uh one of the three dragons uh from the dragon eggs that the uh um uh that daenerys and her shit ass brother whose name i already forgot because he was a dick um <laughs> and uh uh had and then they hatched for her, and she's the one who did not get burned. She was in the fire as a Targaryen. She's immune to fire, uh, which is pretty Ooh. dope. I mean, who wouldn't like to be immune to fire? I would have uh, burnt my fingers, much less when uh, cooking bacon. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can be like the human torch, right? Yeah, you ever got that, that spray of if you're oh, yeah. cooking bacon on? I got 30 birds up and on my arm cooking fish, trust me. Oh, shit. Well, no, that's not... I'm, that wouldn't have happened to you if you were Daenerys, is all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> hard to make third degrees burns funny, so I am sorry that you got those. That's horrible. It, it, it's been a while. I'm over it. It's okay. But yes, yeah, I appreciate it. Out, the do, you have, do you have any dope-ass scars that you could lie about? Like, oh, yeah, I was uh, saving 14 babies from a burning building. <laughs> I, I busted in the door with my arm and then rescued the babies. Uh, but a building fell on me, but I held it up with my, my arm. That's why it got burned. But I had the other all 14 babies in my other arm. No, nothing like that. You don't make up any lies. Unfortunately, it's been way too long and everything looks like it's gone. So, you know. All right. Fair enough. Uh, But Drogon is, uh, you know, uh, kind of linked. It's interesting because I think that they have more, um, while they don't say that they're psychic, you can tell that they only like a couple of people. (laughs) And that's like basically Daenerys and Jon Snow. And then, the rest of them are all people, all things they've been thinking about eating the entire time. But they can tell that Daenerys does not like that. So, um, so basically, know. they're being dragons. Yeah, um, and 
you know, they're a secret, they're, they're, they're a nuclear weapon. I mean, when it comes down to it, it that's what, how she uses them. And, and at first, you know, it's like she's doing it for the right reasons or so it seems. I can't give any way, anything else away. So That's true. I guess it's still too soon for that. But uh, if you guys haven't finished the series, go check it out on HBO Go. Yeah. They have all the uh, everything up there. Also, get your shit together. <laughs> hey, we say it all the time here. If you don't know what we're talking about, you shouldn't be, you know, here. Like, you need to move. No, you should definitely be here. You just do research. Yes, exactly. You need to be here. Just, you know, leave, leave the country. Um, okay, so... All right, so actually that's a perfect segue too because from one dragon that kind of uh, simulates something that's really not good to another one that, funny enough, also was something very inappropriate and to this day still makes me laugh. <laughs> Puff the magic dragon. Right. Um, he, he lived by the sea. He did. He frolicked uh, you know, in an autumn mist in a land called Hanali. <laughs> it's very interesting, you know. Uh <laughs> But before you get too much deeper, let me, um, so, yeah, so you guys are probably wondering what the hell we're doing with Puff the Magic Dragon. He is a dragon, so it counts. He's, he's a dragon. He's an anime dragon. Probably one of the first cartoon dragons, I think. Um, they made, a, they made a, a cartoon out of it. If you haven't watched it, go on YouTube. It's probably uploaded somewhere. Or if you want to get people about it, go on Amazon and buy the, fr- the series because they probably have it for sale, too. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's actually a perfect segue between the HBO and this one. Because, again, dra- all these dragons so far are simulating something from the real world, right? And they're, they're meaning something. Unfortunately, these guys kind of went around the wrong way. Um, for those who, you know, I, I, and again, I'm not judging of anybody. I don't, I don't do drugs. But for those who are into smoking, there's the, the adage of puffing the magic dragon which basically insinuates you're, you're high on something. And if you sing, if you read the lyrics like he just did, you definitely would be high to be, you know. To write that? Yes. Yes, exactly. So. You mean they're smoking the devil's lettuce? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, let's, let's go with that. So what do you, I mean, again, this is not new for cartoons. If you go back to our, our favorite franchises, there's so much wrong with those cartoons, like more than I like to go into. What what do you think they were trying to do, and why do you think it got screwed up? Um. Hmm. Well, I mean, part of it is definitely like you know, this guy just wants to be uh, this kid Jack or, or Jackie or something like that. Just yeah, it's his imaginary friend. Um, which by itself already brings up a strew of issues right there, but we'll, we'll, we'll go past that for right now. Um, well, you didn't have an imaginary friend. You know what? I didn't either. I, didn't either. I like to pretend that I, I didn't have any imaginary friends. I just had no friends. I mean, I had one or two friends, Lance, Lance Smith. Uh, other than that, not a lot of friends. Uh, people, people outside are going, I do not want to list these people anymore. They're too depressing. <laughs> my, my friends were Puff the Magic Dragon. And he, oh, don't forget Wayne the Pooh and Alf, you know, all of them, yeah, yeah, all those good stuff. Uh, but oh, yeah, so, oh, I'm sorry, go on. He's a cute ass dragon, I don't know what to tell you, man. He's he's friendly. I, mean, it, it, I, I agree, you know, that's what we grew up on. That was the thing. I think it's unfortunate because way back when a lot of they were trying to put stuff in 
that probably shouldn't have been there. And unfortunately, as you get older and you start watching it again, you're like, what the hell was I watching? You're like, this is not appropriate for a child. Um, but it was cute. I mean, I don't really know what more to say about him. I just, we I, had mean, a- I mean, it was totally appropriate for children. You just don't know that it wasn't. Well, at mean? the time, yes. We yeah. had no idea what was going on. But sure, was sure. it was about doing acid and smoking weed. Sure. But uh, they didn't know. They just thought it was silly. And kids love. Quick side note, around the same period of time, we also had HR Puffin stuff, which was a whole not a wrong right there. I don't know if you remember that one. It was a, it was a, it looked like Jim Henson style puppets, but it was basically a kid with a magic flute. And when he, when he played the flute, he'd fly away to a magic land and he'd have to battle Witchy Poo. Yes, that's her name, who basically tried to turn the kid into something. Um, that sounds his great. Brett was named HR Puffin Stuff, who looked like he was glued together with pieces of garbage. Fun fact. Some more you know. <laughs> All right. So before we get too any more depressed, let's move on to a fun, a better one, a fun one. Oh my God, that there's those things. Oh my God, that is the scariest thing I've ever seen. And I just destroyed his childhood. Um, that is a scary. Is that supposed to be a dragon? What is that? What is that thing? I, I think he's supposed to be a dragon. I'm not sure, but he looks like he was made out of felt. He looks like he was made out of nightmares. Uh, all right, then. Well, well, people really like it. 7.6 uh, out of 10 on IMDb. So. You know, he, he was, it, was, uh, it was the Kraft brothers who basically at the time period were known to make all of those cartoons, and that was their thing, and they did a lot of stuff. But after the 70s left, people stopped watching. Okay, and, cool. You know, that's what happened. Yeah. So, <laughs> moving on. We, I hope you guys out there love this stuff because we just go off on tangents and that's, that's what being a nerd is all about, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, so we're getting down to the final four. And with this one, I had to put this on because, as I told you off screen, if I didn't, my girlfriend would probably kill me. Um, this character was also from a book series who, obviously, people love the book series way before the movies. Um, and if you haven't figured out already, it's the little dragon from Harry Potter named Norbert, which ended up being Norberta because of a accidental gender mix-up. Um, so I believe it was the Sorcerer's Stone, uh, that he was in with the book-wise. I don't remember what movie they showed him in, but this tiny dragon was owned by Hagrid, who, if you guys don't remember, was basically the guy who was in charge of all of the most awesome beasts out there. Like, I want Buckbeak as my transportation. Like, that is the coolest flying animal ever. Yeah. And if somebody pissed you off, you just have them peck them to death with its beak. Um, so what do you think about um, the Harry Potter, the dragons of Harry Potter? Um, Norbert is what I'm focusing on, but I know there was a bunch of different dragons. Do you think they are to the tune of old school, or do you think it's J.K. Rowling giving us a brand new version? Um, I would say they're a little more old school because uh, they're not controllable for the most part. True. Uh, uh, Sure, there are people who work with dragons, uh, but it's not like you, the, they are still sort of wild animals who will, like, you know, eat your face. And I think that's one difference between, say, How to Train Your Dragon and Harry Potter, is that, and again, obviously Harry Potter is more, you know, o- older crowd can watch it because it's more appreciated that way. Yeah. But I do think that Harry Potter, the creatures in there are more fun because of that fact, because they're literally wild, they're the species of the land. They're yeah. not some domestic, they're not like a dog or a cat. They're literally an animal that if you don't know how to deal with, it can do damage to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And they're so cool. 
And it's, oh, also, yeah. it's also adorable that, uh, that Hagrid tries to hatch a dragon because it's very Hagrid-like. Oh, I, I love to see him where, like, it's sitting on the table, and he's like, isn't it cute? And it, like, burps and, like, fire comes out. And it's like... <laughs> he lights his face on fire. Yeah, like, you know, and you want to be like, oh, that's so cute. But the same you're like, oh, that's kind of creepy. Like, I don't want to burn myself on you. Yep. Um, okay, cool. So, so yeah, I put the Harry Potter stuff on here because I, I, like, I like that. It's because they're wild animals, because they're, they're legitimate creatures. J.K. Rowling doesn't sugarcoat it. She basically makes a land of animals. And that's what, you know, kind of like Marvel does. I don't really know if DC has many animals in it, but, you know, everybody has their animals somewhere, right? And, and the more you make them into the, the uh, environment, the better they get, I think. You know, you don't make them too, too specific. Um, unless, of course, they're, like, mutated or whatever. But that's a, that's a different conversation. All right. So from Harry Potter to another old school. Yeah. And I love this. I love, love, love him to death. I don't even, I, I guess he is one, but I don't really know. I'm just putting him on there because I think he is. He is, definitely. Yeah, okay. He's Falcor. He's the dragon dog of never-ending story. Yeah, he's a luck dragon. They, that's what they name him in the movie. He's a luck dragon. So is he then based off of the Chinese version of it? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, that makes some more sense then. All right, so um, what makes Falcor like one of the coolest dragons out there? Well, let's see. Uh, remember the time, uh, remember that time in, in band camp? Um, no, he, uh, remember when he chased the bullies? Oh, uh, the best scene ever into the garden, oh, like they fell in the dumpster. Yeah, so great. Um, he's, he's the guide of the whole thing and he's adorable and he's one of the top, see, this is when I thought you were going to uh, criticize for talking. Well, I'll get to that in a second, but but I, I want to hear what you, what's your view on it first. I, I love it. I mean, he's got such a great deep voice, and he's an important part of the whole story. And the thing that's great about the Neverending Story is that almost everything is something that you can talk with. You know, whether it be a that's rock wall, whether it be a snail, whatever it is, is something that you can communicate with. The only thing you can't really communicate with is the horse that ties in the fucking quicksand. I, oh my god that that, that is that, that was, was the worst was the scene most, i was like horrifying i'm like is this a kid's movie i don't think it is no no that yeah this is horse murder but i get it you had to like sell the drama and it was important to sell the drama because you know you can't kill the main characters but you can sure you know kill the horse oh. which which i'm sure Peter would be like up in arms about this right now uh, <laughs> No, that, so that's actually a point I didn't think about. You're right. It is one of the few movies. I think it was... And then he comes back when he starts making wishes, so it's all good. That's true. So it, I, I want to say it might have been Jim Henson style. I don't know if he made the creatures, but I want to say Jim Henson actually was in charge of making some of them. I don't know. Um, because I have a book in my, uh, my living room that goes over the workshop, Jim Henson's workshop, and uh, the rock dude and the... Um, the wolf, I think, were made by Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Um, but on to your point about the talking thing, it there are there are times where I would say, and you're probably gonna hate me for this one, um, they probably didn't need to have so much conversation. But when it comes to Falcor himself, I do think he was much better of a dragon than say Draco or like Smog. I think yeah. Falcor. 
Falcor was basically, and again, you know, since he, he is kind of like the guide, like you said, he, um, he epitomizes what I think a dragon would be if a dragon were real. Okay. Interesting. Does that make sense? Kind of like, I, I think like if, if I were to have a dragon, I feel like that would be the one I would have. And I feel like he'd be the voice of reason, you know, like, I don't think dragons would be all about necessarily fi- you know, fire breathing and eating. I feel like Falcor, in a way, would be the, the epitome of one. And my, I know that's just me, but I will give you that Falcor was a better talking voice than some of the other ones we had on the list, personally. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like if they made the the, eight, the Game of Thrones dragons talk, that would just be wrong in so many ways. Oh or yeah, the Harry Potter ones too. That would just not make any sense to me. So you were right, uh, Jim Henson. Creature Shop supplied all of the fantasy characters as animatronic puppets. Oh, there you go. Okay, cool. Yeah, so and that's one of the reasons why I, I had to put him on there because I just I love I love the visual of what he looked like. And yes, it's old school. It's '80s. It looks like crap, but that's what gives it so much love because it was old. It was bad. That's what a movie is. Like Did that's you what a good... it looked like crap. I don't know. I mean, for for comparing to today, it's an old movie. Fine. It's supposed to look, but but. But it's supposed to look like that. And that's what yeah. makes it so good because that's what gives you the love of the old school, you know, looking. I guess that's true. You know. All right. So number two is going to be more on my thing because I know you, you missed this this uh, fandom a little bit. Though you did yeah. watch the show to Pikachu, so you kind of get a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going with the OG dragon from Pokemon Dragonite, who's the final form of Dratini, little worm dude. So cute. Um, I'll go over more of him because I know I know more of him than you do. Yeah, but um, you do it. so basically, what's so funny about him is he's super fat, super large, with tiny little wings, and yet he can fly faster than most other Pokemon in the in the game. Leave it to Game Freak to never understand what the hell physics means at all. <laughs> but so I put him down there just because you know we need you know we have Puff who's a who's a cartoon. We have Toothless who's kind of animated, but it's a different kind of animation. So I put in what I'm going to ask you on this one, because you do know anime. Well, what do you think? I mean, obviously Japan has a rich culture of dragons in their, in their real life culture. Sure. Do you think that helps them when it comes to animating, you know, whether it's Pokemon, whether it's Dragon Ball Z, do you think it helps them to animate a dragon or do you think it's just, you know, these guys are really good at their job and they make it look really good. I always assume it's just, these guys are really good at their jobs. Um, okay, I don't no, think that has any anything cultural to do with it. Although, you know, dragons do play a big part. I mean, that's one of their, um, their uh, birth signs. Uh, right, right. And a lot uh, of their, their uh, statues okay. that mean things have, you know. Yeah, in fact, I just happen to uh, be a dragon, born in the year of dragon, not uh, trying to brag. Hey, uh, nice, nice little throw in there. Yeah, dark yeah. Word on your... you all, we, we also forgot uh, Shane Long from uh, Dragon Ball Z. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I was thinking about him too, yeah. So, and what's funny is that, you know, I'm sure Dragon Ball Z has other ones too. Pokemon has a bunch of dragons, They, you know, yeah. as the generations go. So I'm just, I'm wondering because, you know, there's, there's a lot of people on YouTube that discuss the different versions of characters from cartoons. And what's funny is every time they talk about them, the dragons especially, it always seems to refer back to some sort of mythical cultural thing, yeah, whether absolutely. it's like a sign, whether it's a statue. So, and again, this is not like a racial thing. I just, I think being, you know, an Asian country, dragons play a part no matter what you do. 
Absolutely. That's that they definitely have a, a, a part part in their cultural world. It's a it is, you know, part of it for sure. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so that's why I put them on there because I needed you know, Pokemon's in that kind of nineties thing. I needed something that's kind of in that niche area that wasn't a book or wasn't a big time movie. Something that was just kind of there that and that still to this day is blowing up. I mean, the games, the movies, the whatever. Everything's yeah. there. And our final one actually also blends into Chinese culture a little bit. And it's one that I'm really, really hoping we're going to see in Marvel Phase 4. Oops, I think I gave it away. Um, no, I didn't really. So this is Fin Fang Foom. Say that five times fast. Fin Fang Foom. Fin Fang Foom. Fin Fang Foom. I can, I can only do it three times. Yeah, got to be good there at something. Go. There you go. All right, so this is kind of a weird one. I will give you that. Um, unless you're a hardcore fan, nobody knows who the hell this guy is, right? Yeah, I mean... Uh, I totally forgot that he was an Iron Man villain, which is really odd because Iron Man rarely does out of space bad guys. Well, actually, in the comic, he's uh, constantly dealing with the Mandarin. Uh, right. Or, you know, and he's actually constantly dealing with magic people as Iron Man. It's kind of almost like a, a technology versus magic thing. All right, cool. So, so with that, with that being said, and again, we can kind of talk about the culture Japanese thing too. Um, Again, this was in a time when a lot of pe a lot of racism and stuff was going on. So when you look at the comic books, it kind of comes off as probably racist, even though it's not supposed to be. I mean, there's a problem. Sometimes. There's a problem. So what? So how do you think? You know, being being this this character, how do you think they got away with it without causing too much backlash? Mostly because it was at a time that no one gave a shit, um, and. All right. people Look, and, and I'm not proud of this, uh, uh, and it's actually, it has nothing to do with me because it's not a thing I ever did. But one of the things that exists in uh, American culture is that it's okay to make fun of Asian people. It's getting less okay now, but it's, right. pro, you know, I mean, think about Rush Hour. That, that movie is horrible um, when you go back and watch it. But I remember watching it going and laughing at some of the parts. Some of the other parts, some of the parts I did not laugh at because I didn't even understand what he was doing was like why are you making fun of this guy because he has an accent he just has an accent what do you what is how is well, that and that actually makes i don't know if you watch the blooper reel or not but when you tried to hear jackie chan say something and they were basically laughing at the fact he couldn't say it and at the time it was funny now it's just like that's not really appropriate like maybe he thought it was funny too i don't know but yeah. Well, you know, he's got a good sense of humor. He doesn't take himself too seriously. I, I'll that. Yes, that is. Luckily with him personally, he's a good guy. Like he, he can roll with the punches, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, and I guess technically, Fin Fang Foom isn't really um, a uh, um, dragon. He is a alien that is dragon-like. Yes, I, I was actually reading that earlier that he, he's in the form of, of one. Um, I guess, I don't know if you guys remember, but the first instance we saw him, he was awakened by a teenager named Chan Lu Chao, which I probably messed up that name. That's cool. And what's funny is he actually wanted to use him to fight communist China, which again, more racial stuff, but what are you going to do? Um, then later on, another character from Marvel tries to use, tries to brainwash him, but he eventually actually kills the guy and fights with the other monster to conquer an alien race that was about to come to Earth. So, you know, um, 
But actually, it's funny you brought up uh, Mandarin because it actually looks like um, somehow there's a ship that's involved with Fing Fang Foom. And let's see, the eventual is found by a man who steals rings and the man who steals the ship ends up becoming the Mandarin. Yeah. So there's obviously a connection there. So I, I get it. I guess people don't really care. It's kind of like the Black Panther thing. Nowadays, people love it. Back in the time, it probably was a little much. What are you going to do? It's also a comic book. I think we're getting too deep into it. But it's important for you guys out there to know that when we do talk about this stuff and we joke about it, there's a lot of stuff in here that actually needs to be talked about that we try to talk about without getting yes. too deep. But, or, or being too mean. Or being too mean. And honestly, yeah. when it comes to something like dragons, there's a lot in here that's funny to make fun of. But there's also a lot that if you look back in the culture – there's a lot that's important to remember as well. So yep. while these characters for us as Americans are more humor and more fun, they might have a different uh, scenario for somebody not from this area. Yeah. You know, and maybe, I maybe think not. Even, I'm sorry, go on. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But either way, it's like fine to respect, you know, other cultures doing their own thing. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, that's all we're doing on here. It's really just talking about the things that we find fun. It just happened to me that this particular topic got into something deeper. And again, nowadays, when it comes to comics and movies and TV, like you just said, people are much more uh, careful on what is done. Stuff yeah. slips by, stuff gets thrown out there and, you know, it happens and whatever. But just know that when we talk about it here, we're trying to have some fun. That's really all we're doing. If you guys enjoy this stuff, please, please review and rate. As my buddy here has told me, the more you review, the more I go up on the podcast scale. Um, I've gotten, I think, three or th between three and five reviews already. Uh, oh, cool. Five-star reviews, so I'm super stoked about that. Nice start, uh, man. You guys probably have like a billion on you, so yeah, whatever. But um, yeah, I know you're not saying anything. Um, so I don't know. It's somewhere like, like – 150 or something, but I've also been doing it for two years. So, right. Yeah. So, so take it from a, uh, take it from a pro here. We're going to link him up too, but I think we're going to end it here. Um, so hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys want more best of list, write it in the comments on the uh, podcast. I think there's, there's at least on the apps that I use, there's places to comment. So comment down, let us know what you want. You know, he's always up for doing something fun. I'm always up for doing something fun. Yeah. And, um, I love fun. He loves fun. <laughs> that, that was way too coerced. Um, so um, let us know what your favorite dragon is. And if we didn't cover it, you can say you didn't cover him and let us know. All right, guys. So until next time, um, stay nerdy.